if I can transition from that young kid who lived on the streets into a bank robber, into a mindset slash leadership slash mental health slash coach, then anybody can do anything. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. And just be committed to the journey of life. Follow your passion. Do it so intently that people organically notice who you are. Right now, what's the most present thing in your life that's holding you back from life that you want? It's one habit at a time. We don't slow it down enough to speed it up. And I can't tell you how powerful that is. Do you want stress in your life? Do you want to be in the environment? What happens is we become unconscious to what we should be conscious of. And what that means is we accept, and when you accept, you regret. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another empowering episode of Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Constantin Morun, and today we bring you a tale that's nothing short of a testament to the human spirit's resilience, its capacity for redemption, and the boundless power of transformation. Introducing Jeffrey Morgan. Picture a 12-year-old boy fleeing an abusive home, seeking refuge under bridges, eventually being swayed by a life of crime and turning into a bank robber. Yes, you've heard me right, a bank robber. Now, envision this very soul transforming within the confines of a prison into one of the foremost mindset and life coaches of our time. Today, we delve deep into Jeff's inspiring story, the torments at the hands of an abusive father, his misadventures on the streets, and his prolonged years behind bars. It's in these very confines that Jeff, a proud Indigenous Australian, began his incredible journey of self-realization, drawing lessons from the most unexpected corners of life. As we unravel his life, we'll explore profound themes, the delicate balance between distractions and intentions, the magic of reigniting one lost passion, and finding your why, your purpose, the essence of energy management, and life's guiding compass. If you have ever felt like there's no way out, let this story be a shining beacon. Remember, no matter where you come from, with the right mindset and heart, you can chart a new path. Your history does not dictate your destiny. Your actions do. Before we dive into this transformative narrative, if Unleash Thyself has touched your heart, Please hit like, subscribe, and share your insights in the comments, or leave us a review. Your support fuels our journey, and I am forever grateful for your time and presence. So, center yourself, open your heart, embrace yourself for a roller coaster of emotions, lessons, and inspirations. Dive deep into the world of Jeffrey Morgan, a world where despair morphs into hope, and setbacks transform into comebacks. Ready? Let the journey begin. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself. I am thrilled to welcome Jeffrey Morgan to the show. Jeffrey, we can't wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today and your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, legend. Uh, it's such a pleasure to see with you. I've had a chance to read up on your story and everything that you do in life, and I'm beyond thrilled to have the chance to sit down and have a conversation with you. But of course, our audience may not know much about you yet, but they're about to find out. Where would you like to start? 
Regarding your journey. Probably as an eight-year-old kid, I, yeah, through to about 12 years of age, my father was physically abusive. And I'll wrap it up really quickly so people can get in and understand this. By the end of it, I was a bank robber who had served over 18 years in jail in Sydney, Australia. And basically that transition, 12 years old, I get sick of my father's physical abuse. I don't understand. He's German-Austrian and he had that mentality of discipline. And his form of discipline was, yeah, I break it down. I look back on it now. He was trying to do something to help me. Back, you know, growing up when I grew up, hitting kids was very normal. Most people got hit by their parents. It was normal. So we sort of accepted it. But he was very, what's the word, very dominating. And it just scared me more so than pushed me in the right direction, I suppose. 12 years of age, I hang jump out of the window. I, I go out onto the streets. I'm sleeping under the bridges. I do that for about two years at that point in time. In that two years, I start to become very adaptive to the streets. I sneak into canteens, eat from eat, yeah, boxes, I suppose, whatever food was there. And I was just in survival mode as a young kid. I'd sleep under these bridges, wake up one night with the rats sleeping on top of me, literally like stuff like that. It was just in, it was an insane little journey. As a young kid, it was a bit of an adventure. So I didn't mind it in one sense, but it, there's many times where, you know, you'd love it or crave a nice warm bed. And by about, you know, I'd say within the first year, I'd already got myself into trouble. So I served a lot of time in juvenile justice, in and out, and the crimes become more and more innovative. I was somebody who did well at school, thought around I could make as much money as I possibly can, not do it more often than not. And what that led to was me being able to be who I am, you know, or who I became today. And But in between that transition, as I said, 18 years within jail, both here in New South Wales and Melbourne, which is about eight hours from Sydney. So I've travelled down there. My last bank robbery was two. Th- I was arrested down there and served seven years for that bank robbery and during that journey you know basically sort of shifted and started to change my life a lot there was a sum of all efforts prior to that every time I went into custody I was doing some form of education remember I was just a young kid who got on the streets my habits and rituals were formed for their survival was all I was built as and I had to rewire that and I was so deeply entrenched in it that I just didn't even see myself doing something bad. I was just doing something that I needed to sustain life. And then you get to this position now, we travel around the world, we're about to do that. Two months in total, travelling consistently, 15 different workshops, a whole bunch of countries, 13 different countries. If I can transition from that young kid who lived on the streets into a bank robber, into a... Yeah, mindset slash leadership slash mental health slash coach, then anybody can do anything. And I think that's one of the most important things and messages I'd pass on to everybody. It's not where you start, it's how you finish and just be committed to the journey of life. And that's probably the best introduction you'll get of me in a short, in a shorter sense. Could just a bit of context during that journey too. I lost both parents whilst I was in custody. So they both died. They never saw me come good and, and live a good life, even though, you know, they did their utmost best. With And this is the thing. Sometimes we judge our parents. We've got to understand that the knowledge level of an individual and that, you know, them being my parents as the example, 
was probably here, but what they gave me was here, but what I expected was here. And therefore, I yeah, I was not happy with my parents at the time. As you get older, you realise they gave me well above what they were capable of, probably. They had learnt even more, grew even more, but, you know, as a young kid, you just don't understand it, and you're like, well, we'll stuff them both. During that journey, I also, once I did come home, and I've been home 13 years now, not been in any trouble. I lost a brother and sister to suicide six years and eight years after I was home. I lost another brother to a preventable health issue. He was getting good, was in hospital. He was a drug user, pulled his yeah, the stuff out at the hospital, walked out of the hospital and pretty much bled to death at home. So there's a bit of a journey from that. I'm a proud Aboriginal man. I grew up on one of Australia's most notorious streets. It was called Everly Street, Redfern. And I'll send you some photos so viewers can get contact. It's just, it was so destructive, yet it was such a tight-knit feel community. But our habits and rituals were just destructive. The running battles and riots with police, throwing bricks at police cars, burning these police cars, assaulting these officers, Crime was normal. Being locked up was a badge of honour. Like, it was just, you put all that in the mix and all I did was flip all of that. I learned lessons from every single spot that became blessings within my life and that's basically what we do now. Travel around the world, high-performance habits and rituals, resilience, leadership, allowing people to get the most out of themselves. And, you know, we work with school kids, athletes, soldiers, corporates, just human beings because if I can flip it, then why can't you? Wow, Jeffrey, story. And it's inspiring, right? Because like you said, if you can do it and you've gone through all those things and I can't even imagine a portion of it, let alone all of it, right? And most of us probably can't. So what would you say was the biggest catalyst for you to realize I can flip the switch? Because you said you were learning from these experiences, but what switched for you to make you say, you know what, now it's time for me to take all those lessons and make this big switch in my life. At the time, we were borrowing a lot of luxury cars, I'd probably say, Porsches, (laughs) Lamborghinis, stuff like that, high-performance cars, yeah. And what we saw, I started to think, well, I was about 15, 16, and I started to think to myself, if they live like this, you got to imagine where these cars were sitting in, and I'd be like, well, if they live like this, they're not robbing banks, surely. Like, what are they doing? And that allowed me to sort of start to think differently from what I'd been taught or ever known and grown up with. So I just started to say, you know, they must know something different. What is it and what are they doing? So every time I was getting locked up, I'd read books. I'd talk to the workers that were in there that looked after us. And I didn't have values, morals, beliefs. So I didn't have my vision, purpose, and why. I didn't have goals, dreams. I had nothing. I was just... Every day was about getting food, my hands on food, roof over my head, clothes, or yeah, a nice change of clothes. And it was all about safety, security, and stability. That's it. Nothing else, right? And so every time I got locked up, it gave me a chance to what I now use with people in general to slow it down, which actually speeds it up, which meant what do you want to achieve out of life? What do you really want to get? And I look at these houses, these cars, and go, what are they doing? And if they can do it, why can't you do it? Because if you can be here 24 hours, you haven't slept. And I wasn't on drugs at the time. I was just committed to making money. The more I did, the better I got at crime. And when I it's funny I say that, the, high, the 
bigger the outcome was for myself, I suppose. Serving 18 years didn't get good at crime, trust me. But in general, you know, I had this huge reputation in Australia. People know me, right, as an example. And I don't mean that in a big head or a good way. I mean that I was doing these things and the perception, same again, the last bank robbery, $250,000. You said over seven years, you divide that. I could have made more on what they called a doll over here. So the government would have gave me money and I would have made more. So I was having these little light bulb moments when I'd sit with myself and say, well, if I could, you know, these people are buying Porsches, Ferraris, how are they buying it? What are they doing? And then I realized it's a passion. You've got to find what you're passionate about. What are you actually passionate about? And these little light bulbs at 16, but what I was trying to do was reach out to my networks of business and I just didn't have anybody. So I'd bump into people. Jeff Fennick, who was four times world champion, came in and spoke to us. I'd listen to him and take some of his stuff. Funny story, years later, when I changed my life around, he reached out to me and said, mate, I want you to come and train my wife and daughters. So, And now and now. Um, good friends with Jeff. So like the flip on the whole life is just, yeah, I'd sit there, I'd be training his daughters going, it's crazy. I'm with this four-time world champion in his house and, yeah, we'll just get, yeah. It just shows you the commitment to the new self over the old self is a totally different conversation, right? Hey, it's Constantine here. And I want to take a brief moment to truly thank you for being a part of this incredible journey of transformation. You are the reason we are creating this content. I see you and I appreciate you. Your support truly means the world to me. I want to ask you for a small favor. I'd love for you to join our mission by hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a thoughtful comment or review. Your engagement helps others discover these insights and together we can continue to unlock the power of authenticity and personal transformation. And if you want to reach out directly to me, send me an email at constantine at unleashedthyself.com. I value any and all feedback. Thank you for being a part of this movement. Now, back to the episode. It's just a battle that sometimes you've got to sit down and think, how can I flip this? So if you're not in the position, this is for everybody watching, that you want to be within life, don't give up hope. Find your passion because you'll do that every day. You know, I see you've got, I think, Bayern Munich T-shirt on there. I don't know if you go for them, but if you do go for them and I say Manchester United's better, you're like, nah, mate, we've got so-and-so. And the conversation starts because you've got a belief in the, what you're passionate about. And that's what I tell you to people. I realise that there's elements of life, whether it's, your mindset, whether it's your quality of life, your inner peace or peace of mind, your happiness, fulfillment, contentment, these relationships, family, friends. If you really sit down and look at this stuff and you go, all right, I'm going to set some boundaries up on these safety, security and stability like that young kid. Now you're protecting yourself from spaces, but what you can actually do is say, here's what I want out of it and be comfortable with if this is the journey and you're down at the base of it, that's okay. Just one habit, one step, one second, one moment, one thing at a time. And that's basically what I did as a a 16-year-old kid. I reckon it was about 16. And I didn't give up crime until I was 36. I did some big sentences in between. but So I only had shorter periods of time to try and meet people like Jeff Fennick or other people that came into my life. I was lucky enough during jail sentences to sit with people who had never gotten into trouble other than that one time. So they were more from the good background, committed a fraud, um, big frauds money-wise, and their 
conversations, their language, their connections, and how they spoke to me, and that basically shifted me into a different world. And yes, your they always say your network is your net worth. Well, oh, I can guarantee that saying from the kid who had no network in the business world. I built that over time and it's helped me into a position where I'm about to travel for two months literally and staying at beautiful places like we're able to do that and not be stressed out and that kid that used to look at those houses is starting to move towards those houses in that life and it's not because that was the aim it just it's just because it's easier to do what I could do because I followed my passion and organically people are going to step into your space and say hey we value you highly as to what you do as a passion he's the nest egg take it and, and provide your skills to the rest of the world and the rest is history wow beautiful and inspiring there jeffrey i love that and i love the reminder about the passion because that's something that i struggled with most of my life i didn't realize that i wasn't doing what i was passionate about there were so many distractions like you mentioned as well and i got so busy in my head that i didn't realize i wasn't doing it and i wasn't being fulfilled despite having what some would call the american dream so that's a great reminder. It's, it's <laughs> huge, right? That, and you said something in amongst that, and I say this to people. Think about it. Is it a distraction or an intention? Two ways. That's it. Just like break life down to yin and yang. This is what I did too. Black, white. And when I say black, white, not colored. Like is it what you want or not what you want? Good, bad, constructive, destructive, positive, negative, all of the above, right? So anything, your workspace, this person you got in your life, this environment you sit in, the clothes you wear, like when you put it on, I've got a rule. If I walk in a shop and go, oh, wow, I'll buy that, right? And it could be $5, it could be $500. I'm not fussed by the price. I'm fussed by the fact that I feel good by when I see that, right? And the same thing. You see a person and you're like, oh, no, not this person. Do you really want to be hanging around that person, right? And people say, but what if they're family and friends? I say, yeah, that's cool because it's going to happen at your family get-togethers, maybe Christmas or something, Easter, right? And in general, just be able to sit with it and say, what's my best outcome in this space for this period of time? I don't truly want to – I wouldn't hang around that person day in, day out, but I'm here now. Let's make the most – hey, how are you? How's hope lost school? And you know, being able to have that conversation to get you through that space, protect your space, you're still respectful to your family, you still got love for your family, but they're not your person where you're going to hang out every day. That's just the reality of it, and it means that you're still respectful, but at the same time, you're respectful to yourself in the space that you sit within. Very important. Absolutely. Great reminder that as well, right? Because it's funny you touched on that when I began my journey and I really took charge of the journey and took charge of it myself. The biggest fear I had is essentially all was around losing people right. and people living my life. Because as I was improving myself, as I was going down a different path, certain people don't align with you anymore, right? Someone likes to party. I don't like to party anymore, so I don't need to hang out with them, Absolutely. Right? That fear is, it can be big. It's, I call it changing the language to change the outcome, right? This is literally a module within what we teach to the corporate world, but just humans, right? Because we have a fear of losing. Oh, no, I'm going to lose this person. But what you're actually gaining is freedom of time or freedom of peace or freedom of, of feeling better these different components. So I always say, look at what you gained, not what you lost. Because we've got, and that tells me from that person, and I used to be that, so just to understand that. But I realized if I say to you, hey, 
oh, constantly. I want to bring stress, anxiety, fear, or all, all of these things into your life. How are you, mate? And put my hand out. You'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm all right, right? But what we do is we say, oh, no, I'm going to lose this person. So you're doing it to yourself. You pretend you're this little circle, and I press a button. Everything that you're built of pops out. Stress, fear, anxiety because of that little engagement or environment, that's you. You created that. So the only person showing up for you to obviously take that out of yourself will be you. And the more you then look at what you gained, the more you look at it in a different perspective or lens. And that lens starts to shift towards all those different components of the yin and yang, positive, good, constructive, and so forth. And that means that you elevate, not isolate within life. Who doesn't want that? I don't know what you're going to elevate in, but I know this. If you're stuck in trying to rejig anxiety, stress, fear, as an example, within that circle, that's going to be your life. And that's consumption of time towards that. Who wants to spend time, energy, and effort on those stress, anxiety, and fear? I I definitely don't. And (laughs) that's how I broke it. I was lucky that I had... It sounds weird, same thing, right? People are like, are you, are you promoting being locked up? Hell no. But I was lucky to use it in a positive and sit there and go, what can I do to be better out of this situation? And I'd sit there and I'd literally stew on, how do I get rid of this anxiety, fear, and once again, slow it down to speed it up. Sit with yourself. I don't like this person. I don't like this job of God. I want to move into a space where I want to do something as a business. That's what I did. I didn't want to, after over 18 years in jail, I think it was near 20 years. I might have been over 20 years. I didn't want to sit in an office space when I came home. There was no, like, I'd sat in a space for 20 years that I didn't want. You think I was going to come home and sit in that space you dream and say, then I said, what are the things that you could do that get you moving and you love seeing the world? What about if you did something that got you into you know, the open field so you weren't sitting in the office? You could be at home. I could go down to a local cafe. I could work from the beach anywhere, right? And then I started to look at the different sort of avenues and then I said, what are you passionate about? And then I aligned it. And the rest is history. And my biggest advice to everybody is follow your passion. Do it so intently that people organically notice who you are. And that's the biggest thing I'd say. And at that point in time, they have value to bring to the world and people will invest in that value. I don't know what that is. It could be a service, a product or anything, but just do it well. It's not that hard, trust me. It's beautiful. And I I agree with you. It's not that hard once you sit down and really look at it. I mean, it's hard in the moment, especially if you haven't done it all your life or nobody showed you how to do it or mentored you through it. And I'm a living testament of that. But what would you say to someone? Let's say, Jeffrey, I come to you and I haven't realized my passion, my why, my purpose yet. Mm. And I'm in such a tough spot where I'm like, where do I even begin? What do you advise people in that spot? It's like, where do you start? I love that. It's one habit at a time. That's what we teach our clients. One habit at a time. And the habit I say to them, right now, what's the most present thing in your life that's holding you back from the life that you want? Because if you say, hey, what yeah, what are you passionate about doing? As you said, someone might go, oh, I'm not even sure. And we do get it. I've got it many a times. Dealt with about 800,000 people in the last four years through these corporate programs. And we realize that some people are even in a space, corporate-wise, paying your bills. And each town, no judgment, but it, yeah. I say to that person, if you weren't here, what would you be doing? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So we get that quite often. 
So what we then do is say, if there was one thing you could change right now in your life, what would it be that you feel is destructive to your life? And they go, oh, this person, my family, I'm not happy with my job. And then they're like, oh, would you change jobs? Oh, yeah, but, you know, I'm getting paid good here. And I'm like, the the amount of people I've dealt with that have left a space, gone into another space and said, I'm actually more passionate about this yeah, say you're in IT and you think that's where you wanted to be, but now you're in sales and you travel around the world doing these meetings, getting paid more, all of a sudden they've got a newfound passion. And it's just about what we did was remove the restriction of how they thought they could perform. Here's what I'm capable of. And we just added one layer, one habit to that space. And what you do, I call it moving from the car park through to the penthouse of that apartment block and each step and each um, component is a brick or a whole whole new level towards a different space and sometimes a whole new level might be letting go of somebody and as I said if their family and friends saying they still walk beside me I respect them I love them but at the same time I realize they're not my person and that means that all right I've seen them at Christmas I've seen them at Easter oh yeah I love them to death but at the same time Maybe they want to party. Maybe it's all, oh, I went out to this nightclub last night. I was on some drugs and so forth. Enjoy life on your terms. You know, if that's what you want to do, each to their own. I'm on this other journey towards business and vice versa. They might go, this bloke's a wanker. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, business, who cares? Oh, he thinks he's someone good. Each to their own, right? But the biggest thing, follow your passion and just change it one habit at a time. And the habit that I'd say that if you don't know what, when you form it around what you're passionate about as a business, you'll do that every single day without you wake up and you'll jump on and start doing stuff, researching stuff. And all of a sudden people start to come into your space. But if it's, you know, if you're stuck and you feel like, well, I'm not too sure, my biggest advice is find one thing that you feel could, you could work on. Maybe you're not going to the gym or, and the reason why gym, gym's discipline, gym's habits, gym's rituals. And do what you like at the gym. In general, obviously, a weights program is very important for solid structure, strength, belief, discipline, and so forth. That would be my definite recommendation. But at the same time, if it's just going to the gym and jumping on the treadmill and that creates one new habit that you didn't think you could do, now you're stepping into a space of a different place. And that's a powerful conversation for yourself. Yes. All great advice there, Jeffrey. I can definitely see how all of those play a role. And I mean... When I talk to people in my life, I say it all the time. They do things like you describe the job they don't like because they're afraid to make a, a jump, because they're afraid they may not find something else, right? Or they may not be good enough for something Perhaps. that could lead them to, to a new level. So that's a beautiful reminder there. Now, when it comes to your life in prison, right, you had a lot of time to yourself. So you, you gave yourself time to think about all these beautiful things and devise a strategy that eventually took you out of it. And that reminds me of something that we in society these days don't do very well, which is giving ourselves time to sit with ourselves. You had no choice, right? Because you're in lockup. Absolutely. You had a time with yourself. What would you advise people these days when it comes to like finding these answers? Because I bet you it's not when you're stuck on your phone for 15 hours a day or playing a computer game or being distracted that you find these answers that you're talking about. I, I love that question. And it's, as I said, slowing it down to speed up. Here's the thing. People always tell me I don't have time and especially at a corporate level, I say, show me your diary. So we open their diary, we go through it and they got three hours here, four hours there, seven hours here. And I'm like, you've got plenty of time, right? 
And then if they are compressed, I'm like, mate, could you do this and this together or this together? So we have it stacked these three things. And instead of taking three hours, we've broken it down to one. Now you've got two hours spare, one hour towards a business you want to do, one hour towards maybe some uh, quality of life. And quality of life could be half an hour gym, half an hour kicking the football with your son or, or doing something with your daughter, right? And I think that's something that people, we don't slow it down enough to speed it up and I can't tell you how powerful that is if you look at your diary and you say I can habit stack these two things even I've now created instead of two hours I've got one hour and all of a sudden like I've got a spare hour what do you do in that spare hour remember the one habit at a time I can't get to the gym I don't have the time and if that's the case you think I'm going to take 15 minutes there 15 minutes back I'm only going to get half an hour there two things one half an hour is better than zero Secondly, if you feel that's the case, look at getting some adjustable dumbbells. I know during the last couple of years, many people bought those, including myself. And I can't tell you, I've got a four, uh, downstairs 400 square meter gym and out on the balcony, we had those adjustable dumbbells. And the amount of times I've worked out here because I, I have a compressed day and I think if I go down and come back up, <laughs> it's literally downstairs. I was like, nah, stuff it. I'm going to just train upstairs on the balcony and I get into it. And it just compresses time, even if it saves me 15 minutes. That's 15 minutes that I could listen to something on YouTube, Audible, Blinkist or something of that nature that allows me to level up around what I do really well. And then someone says, hey, Jeff, I want to invest in you. And now I can fly business class overseas without you know, the stress of the financials going out the window. Oh, no, I'm worried about it. And each turn, you don't have to don't do that, but it kind of breaks it back to have a look at your diary, have a look at what you can truly habit stack, which means instead of having 10 things, now you've got four things and you've freed up six hours. That's priceless, right? And to be able to do that, and trust me, we do it with mothers, fathers, especially mothers, because they're, oh, I'm too busy, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And when we break it down, we say, hey, what about if you could do this together? It blows me away because sometimes people go from here to here, back to here, and then back to here. And I'm like, well, couldn't you just sort of do it in the same space while you're there? And then we work out how that's possible. And they, they said, oh, that's the only available time they had. I said, how long have you been doing that for? They said, two years. I said, mate, you're a valued customer. If you ask them for a new time, and actually put you in that space in a heartbeat. Blows me away, right? But that's how programmed, even as a kid, I was so programmed, survival is the only way that I didn't get out of that life. And the same thing, you won't get out of that you know, groundhog day where you're just doing the same thing over and over until you stop, pause, think, reflect, all right, what could I do better? How could I do it more efficiently? And this is a business mindset, right? But do it for your own life. And all of a sudden, what you're doing is showing up and performing at a really high level in your life, compressing time, habits and rituals stacked together. And now I've got all this time. What it, now, what do you do with this time? And it's easy. A lot of people go and party. A lot of people, because they're getting more money, so they party. They, they become destructive before they get to the second one. Biggest advice, intention or distraction? What do you want out of life? What's your vision, purpose, and why your goals, dreams, aspirations? Write them out, put them on a fridge, walk past, look at them every single day and say to yourself, is what I'm about to do it intention or distraction? And then you can, don't get me wrong, you can put some time aside to go and go to a nightclub one night if that's what you want to do. 
but then it's an intention because you said, I'm going to catch up with friends in this space. I'm going to enjoy my night. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow, even on the Sunday as an example, because I've worked really hard up to this point. But I've, more so, I've followed my passion, not even working, and change that language. And then you get up at, say it was 12 o'clock, right? No judgment. Each today, and if that's how you want to live your life, just make sure that you're intentional towards the direction that you want within the your life and watch what happens the way you live life changes I, I tell you and the people that you're around starts to shift and change as well so i can't tell you that enough yeah it's such a powerful message and i love that we keep coming back to it because you're right it's, it's a hundred percent transformational and i didn't think it was when i started doing that but then stuff things started to happen right new people came into my life some old ones left my life because again, we weren't alive anymore and then opportunities started to come up and other things started to, to happen. And it's just mind blowing once you think back and it's like, wow, I lived my life for 30 some odd years, not doing that. And as soon as I changed that, all these beautiful things happened. Absolutely. What a powerful way to, I love how you've put that. And it's so important. We just don't do it because we don't have the time is the first one we always get. But uh, I want to ask everybody this, and this is why it's important to yourself. Do you want stress in your life? Do you want to be in the environment? What happens is we become unconscious to what we should be conscious of. And what that means is we accept. And when you accept, you regret. And what that means is I'll take this job, I'll pay my bills, and now it's consumed 30 years of my life. And you look back and you see me, right? I come home. And if I can do it, like realistically, I did it in 13 years, but yeah, I got to this level of, of consciousness over the 13 years, but I did it from the get-go. I was conscious from the start, and I had this plan to come home, shift my habits. I was a personal trainer, qualified nutritionist by the time I'd come home. I did a university degree in jail, which was – you couldn't do that in New South Wales, but when I got locked up in Melbourne, the potential was there for me to be able to do that. And what – yeah, these little bits and pieces, as I said, I slowed it down. I started to really speed it up. The momentum of that snowball became bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, I was in these different spaces and places that I never thought I would be. I was talking in front of 3,000 people at one stage. And I'm like, Are you, is this, is this, a, it's a dream like you're dreaming? This is, yeah. And I, but you got to look back on it and say, was I conscious? or unconscious, same again, yin and yang, we get to that, right? And we do, we go through the program of life. And I want anybody listening to this to think about it. What are you going to do on a working day? You're going to wake up. If it's a female, I know my partner, she'd get ready for work, do her makeup, get in the car. And it's the amount of people I sit with and they go, oh, I hate my job. I hate driving into work. That's what you're accepting, which you end up regretting was that conversation I had with you before. Please be conscious and say, all right, so what's the first step towards me stepping out of it? And understanding the first one's this, that when you value yourself and you follow your passion, you end up in a space. I'll give you a great example. My ex-partner, she got a job offer and it was three hours from Sydney in Canberra the, in Australia, right? And in general, it's cold down there. It's more foresty. There's a lot of greenery around. It's not a big city as such and she got an offer where it was just a, I think it was five thousand dollars more than what she was making I was like why would I uproot myself my business your business like yeah and she was a consultant she goes oh yeah you're right I said 
let me write the email. And she goes, all right, sweet. And then I yeah, drafted this email, showed her, and she goes, are you joking? Don't ask for that. That's stupid, right? And it was double. I said, I'm just going to ask him for double because, yeah, you look at the oldest um, currency system around bartering and you understand that conversation. I said, if you've, it tells me one that you don't value yourself, you're an expert in your field. She was an expert for these major, all these major organizations, right, around safety. Long story short, we write out the email, we draft it. I say our stuff, I send it. So what do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose. You're not going to take the job anyway. And guess what they wrote back? We accept. Long story short, we moved down there. Now, here's the thing. If we just accept, we regret. We would have taken 5,000 more and then we talk to you and you're the other person that moved down and you got double. Now I'm living with regret. Why didn't I wanted to write that email? Don't get to the end of your life and you and I are sitting there as an example, having coffee and how was your life? You know, Tell me about your life and you're like, oh, I woke up, hated my job, oh, I did this stupid thing to pay my bills. And I don't mean that in judgment, but you're telling me your story and you're not happy with that story. So if you sit with yourself right now and go, and, and understand you've got to understand, it's very deep on this. You say that, no, I'm good, I'm okay. But if I say, and here's the question even to you, if you could holiday more, would you holiday more? And everyone's like, 100% I would. If you could do what you want, when you want, with who you want, would you do it? And I go, absolutely. I said, so what? And I created that. I was conscious of that. And I was willing to start at the basement. I was in car park 10. I had to work my way through what marketing, sales, structure of the business, yeah, professionalism, the whole kind of effective communication, the list went on and on. And each day I'm still not at the penthouse for effective communication. I'm committed to the journey of that process, but I'm happy. I'm following my passion every day. I woke up and bounced out of bed. It's a Sunday here. I got out of bed real early in the morning because I'm passionate about what I do, right? And yeah, booking a holiday, booking all these bits of the holiday that I get to choose because they've invested in me and I book my end. That's part of the investment. Happy days, right? Beautiful. When I get to book a beautiful hotel that I can stay at and experience or country that, you know, is going to Egypt for me as a young kid, the pyramids were always, yeah, we were taught it was a dangerous country and all of the above and seeing so many people go there now and the shift in it and uh, yeah any country in the world's dangerous it, it comes down to putting yourself in the right environment and understanding the environment i've done enough research on that do the same on yourself research who you are what you want out of life one habit at a time move forward relentlessly and be committed to not you're not failing you don't mess up you don't f up you don't whatever you want to call it right you learn you grow and you prosper. So you flip your mentality, create a better reality when you see life through a different lens and perspective. Remember, you can choose, oh, effed up, stuffed up, and so forth. Is it a positive or negative? Negative, right? My name's Jeff. I'm going to bring negativity into your life. Do you want to hang out? No, I don't. So what do you tell yourself? Oh, from that experience, I learned, I grew, I prospered positives, constructives, and now you're building your way towards that penthouse I spoke about before and life's magical, I'm telling you, because you're limited on your terms. Who doesn't want to do that? Exactly. Jeff, so well said. And if I hear correctly, you're talking about the fact that we each have a choice to do that. 
But oftentimes we don't realize we have the choice and we just let others decide what level to go at and what dreams to follow and what passions to follow, which aren't ours most here's of the time. The, here's the craziest thing. You're, I'm your boss. Meet me in the boardroom at 10 o'clock. You'll be there at 9.55, right? 9.50 maybe even. Why do people show up to other people's dreams, goals, aspirations, or you know, directions of life, but when it's your turn, you're like, no, I'm not good enough. We all start somewhere. And when you, are, when you accept that, then you don't regret that. And this is why. Because you say, I, you know, I want to play soccer and be like Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, or I want to be in business like Tony Robbins, and you think tomorrow you're going to be in that space, you're dreaming, right? But if you're committed to the journey of learning and say, all right, I'm going to listen to Tony Robbins' book today. Tomorrow I'm going to listen to Ed Milet, and you're adding these different bits of value from these people, right? Bob Proctor, next one, Bill, Brian Tracy, and all of a sudden you're instilling these new habits and rituals into your life, these bits of knowledge that add value to your life. And as I said, like if this was one level of your apartment block, that one bit of advice might just shift you this far each day. But the thing is, and I'll give you the greatest example, I met a bloke recently on a corporate program. He had this book, 100 Things Around the Brain and How It Functions. I said, oh, that's National Geographic book. I said, oh, I'd love to read that book, right? And he said, oh, I haven't read it. I said, oh, how long you had it for? It looks old. He goes, oh, I've had it for three years. He goes, I carried it in my bag. I go, three years, you carried it in your bag, you haven't read it. If I gave you a tip today, would you take it? He goes, 100%. I said, read one page at a time. Anyway, long story short, as soon as I left him, I downloaded that book. I was like, I'm keen. I said, could I borrow the book? He goes, oh, I haven't read it yet. I go, all right, no problems. Took a photo of the cover, downloaded the book. And I said, what I, I told him, what I'm going to do is read one page at a time. And by the time I come back next week, I've read seven pages. And if you've read zero, you understand the process of being committed to the journey of just little bits and pieces. Come back one week later, come back three weeks later, like I keep talking to him. And I'm talking to him about it in the process. I'm 21 pages ahead. And he goes, I said, do you understand the process of one habit at a time? I'm 21 steps ahead of you from a book that you've had for three years, no judgment, but it's teaching. And what he ended up doing, he started to read the one page. So by the time we'd finish that 10-week program or the first block of that 10-week program with him, he'd read from three weeks onwards every single day, one page at a time. And you know, that's just a, a little story for people to understand. Break it down into a simple process. If you get public transport to work, You've got huge potential to download books on your phone. You can get on YouTube and listen to stuff. You can so you can get professors from Harvard University. When I was a kid, Harvard was like a dream. It was like, oh, man, they're so smart and, you know, that sort of process. And no doubt in your country there's universities that are the highest standard. You can get access to those professors on YouTube and they're sharing things about the human brain, the gut, how we function as humans, business, life, art, whatever it is that you're into. So it comes down to your energy or time, energy and effort. I call it teeing off and basically like a little tee, Tiger Woods puts it down, the tee, T-double-E, puts a golf ball on, bang, drives it out into life. 
and that means he's on the golf course now, you're driving your ball into life, time, energy, and effort. And when you understand, what am I putting my time, energy, and effort into this space, positive, negative, constructive, destructive, you break it down to its simplest form, and then you start to become intentful and conscious towards everything that you give that time, energy, and effort to. Priceless. Priceless indeed. Indeed. Jeffrey. Because, uh, again, energy is another one that uh, is something that I've been learning more about recently, right? And someone I was talking to not long ago mentioned this. It's not about time management. It's about energy management. Because if we put our energy in the wrong things, we're never going to have enough time. Right. The way I explain this is the swimming pool, right? If you have a swimming pool and you don't look after it, what happens? It turns toxic, right? The pH level goes out of whack. Turns toxic, turns green. You want to swim in a green pool? No one wants to swim in a green pool, right? Or you you got the green pool here. I've got the shiny pool. Summer rolls around. You want to come over to my house? Ah, oh, no, cool. Come over <laughs> to these concerts. Yeah, I mean, you know, these houses, the pool's clean, right? So the same principle. When you're clean with yourself, your habits and rituals on a regular basis, that energy consumption, so if, this is any relationship. I've seen this and no doubt you've seen this and anybody listening will understand this. Two people, they argue, they go like this, and now instead of focusing on life and going up one level of that apartment block I spoke about, you're just going from here going, I need to fix this again, bang, and, and then you're like, let's start moving up a bit. Oh, no, nah, let's take it back down again. And it's like an aeroplane. Imagine an aeroplane going like this constantly and then constantly going like this, trying to land, they're constantly putting that back into place because if they don't do it, they'll crash and burn and perish, right? And that's us as human beings. We'll crash, perish in life when we don't have balance within our life. And to have balance, having these different elements, inner peace, peace of mind, happiness, quality. And when I say happiness, fulfillment, contentment around what you like doing. You're not going to go to a nightclub. You're not going to listen to music you don't like. You're not going to, well, I shouldn't say that. You people will go <laughs> hang around people that they don't like. But in general, my advice would be I let go of people. And I, once again, what we spoke about, it was a gain for me. I gained freedom of mind or peace of mind and less stress within my life. But that wasn't a hard decision. That was easy. And now I could focus on me and my levels kept going up. And it's no judgment on that person. If that's what they choose to do at this point in their life, I wish them all the very best. But make sure that you're conscious with how you spend your energy. You get 86,400 seconds every single day. And those seconds are consumed based on what you choose because you can tell me oh no but i have to work yeah well you don't have to work in that environment if it's toxic and negative to yourself and causing you stress you can remove yourself and more than likely when you're in a area where you're thriving you'll be more value to that space and guess what they might say hey jeff we've got another role we think you'd be great for in the leadership team and all of a sudden your pay went up another scale whatever that may be and that's that's something i want you to be conscious of use your energy well think about Write it out, time, energy, and effort, and then write out relationships as an example. What am I giving my time, energy, and effort in this space? And then go, all right, I'm going to minimize the time with my family. And this person who used to be a friend has a different direction versus who I want to be now. And that's a priceless one. Then you know, break down each component, your business or your life or the job that you're in. And you're able to say, is it worth my time, energy, and effort? And if it's truly not, the direction you want within your life, you can step out of the unconscious into a conscious decision and a different way of life. And the last 
man, life's precious. Like losing both parents to cancer, brother, sister to suicide, I can't share with you enough to get out of an unconscious mind and grind of life and into a conscious way of life that you truly want to be living in. Live it on your terms every single day. And, yeah, I had to eat. There was times, just so everyone knows, and I want to share this story. During that journey of my consciousness, I was eating slivered almonds and watching the major sports one night on a Friday night for dinner. That was my dinner. Like, But I'd been on the streets. I just went, you know, I'm committed to this journey. And I know it's going to work and I love what I do and I have a passion, passion for. And, yeah, there was no one coming to save me. There was no one cheering me on then. There was no one sad-eyed for me. It was just me and me. And I just went, you know, I'm committed to this journey. My bank account was minus something, to be straight out and honest. I was in debt. Yeah, and it's easy to go stuff it. I'll just get a job and, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. And I, so I was doing personal training at the time. Things had gone down a particular way, minus in my bank account, a slivered almonds. But I committed to the journey, man. And I know one thing, you know, that's been powerful. And people say, Morgs, I wish I had your life. Well, you just got to commit to that journey. Maybe it is eating those slivered almonds during that journey. But I'd rather slow it down for 13 years to get into this position we're in now where, you know, life's, it, life's magical. And it's everything I dreamed of it. And it's only going to get better. And if I can do it, then why can't you? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Change those fears, turn them into opportunities. Remember, yin and yang. And watch life become magical, man, on your terms. Most important. Because you have a choice, right? You have a choice. Opinion on the hamster wheel or do something about it, right? And you mentioned something beautiful that you said that no one was coming to save you. It was just you with yourself. And that's something that I found very powerful in my life is that no matter how many loving people you have around you, no, ma- no matter how many mentors and coaches you have around you, they won't save you. Because unless you want to save yourself, unless you want to do something different, no amount of goodwill and love will get you anywhere. Absolutely. You can, if you rely on others, no one shows up to your life like you show up to your life. Period. No one feels the emotions that you feel from the experiences of your life. It's you that's going to change everything. And yeah, imagine me as a kid. I was waiting for my parents to save me. I was waiting. And one thing I learned after over you know eighteen years in jail and juvenile justice and destructive habits and all of the life that I lived was it was me. The only one that was going to save me was me. And I realized that, as I said to you, probably at sixteen, I. Uh, even during juvenile justice, I was reading books. I was reading the Bible. Not, look, I'm not even religious, but I was reading just to learn things. And out of the Bible, there was nothing else to read. That's That was the only book they give you, right? <laughs> Literally. So I read it. But what I was getting out of it was, oh, wow, that was a lesson of X or Y on my perception. And it taught me like, it taught me so much around how you perceive something and the lesson you grasp from that experience because everything, a lesson is a blessing and it teaches you something so you learn and grow and prosper. You know, you step into that environment, the snake bites you, well, that's it. Yeah, you've got a choice now. You want to step back in there and get bitten again or do you want to keep moving? And that, that way I 
these books I was reading, I was always looking for a lesson. So if I had seen a book in the library, was it one that was constructive to me? Even though I was going to this period where luxury cars charged for a whole bunch of stolen, or I should say a stolen Porsche or two here and there. Now, during that period, I could have easily read car books and yeah, I'd look at the pictures and just work out how fast they were, what they handled. And there was always a benefit and value to the reading and the lesson I was trying to grasp from that situation. But most of my books were of rebuilding the brain in a different way. And sometimes it didn't come, it didn't say how to rebuild the brain. It came from a book of, yeah, how to be a great mother or something of that nature. And it was just like, oh, wow. So that's how that, because I was never... I hadn't built those blocks into my brain. I was in survival mode. So all these blocks towards the penthouse got pushed aside. I was just out here on the streets, out the front going, anyone got changed, literally, right? Surviving, that's it. And that's what what I worked out as I got older, people become prisoners of their own mindset. And that means that they say, I need to pay my bills. And now you've pushed yourself into a path of, that's it. I accept that. I'll give you a great story. And this family's asked me to share this as much as I can. Family, hardworking family, old school mentality, father worked his ass off, three jobs. They, Their intentions were get to the end of their life, retire, travel around Australia in a camper van, travel around the world in a camper van. They'd saved all, all, all this money. They bought a house in the process. They had all this money. They were about to retire two weeks out. He gets terminal cancer. It's got four weeks to live, doesn't get to spend the money, right? Dies before that. And the mother is so, oh, sorry, the wife. And I knew the daughter who introduced me. They all end up doing my program. The mother was in such shock. She went into hospital, like literally, you know, because they're on the cusp of this retirement. And now they don't get the daughter. She's in hospital, literally frozen, not joking, you know, just devastated. The daughter's obviously upset in between that. And it's just, yeah, that's let that one lesson of life show you that if life is all about one thing, working hard so you can enjoy it when you're old, it's crazy. To me, that's such an old mentality. Like there is so, there's 14 year old kids that are multi millionaires because they followed their passion of whatever. If you're in Australia, I know two people, and this is no joke. $135,000 in one week on TikTok, 30, 35000 the second one on TikTok. I'm not, I'd never do TikTok, but maybe you're a great entertainer, people, comedians or, or musicians or some TikTok, man, I go on there and I, same thing, there's so much, you type in entrepreneur on TikTok, there's so many business ideas, it's ridiculous, but what I did, I said, how did they make this money? Let's have a look. And they jump on these battles and they're really creative around being, let's go team. And it like, it's teamwork. They build a team. They It's the same principles, right? And I'm like, how do they get so much out of their team for people to drop? Some people drop 500 bucks on like these three minute battles. They drop a 500 buck thing to beat the other team. How did that person get that person to commit to that person to give them 500 bucks in one thing. Some people were in that all week, right? Or that, that would affect somebody in a week. And I, yeah, to me, that was a powerful lesson of how do you treat, how you treat people. It impacts the environment that you're in and what they'll give to you. They'll give the world to yourself. 
So what are they doing? So I'd sit there and I'd just like, I'd just go, all right, what are they doing in that sense? And what I found, the psychology of it all, I'd be like, I actually want to support this person. What are, like, you're doing really well. Hey, thanks, Julie. I really appreciate it. I love you, Jules. And the way they interacted with people taught me some values. And people go, oh, TikTok. Even at the highest level of business, I'm telling you, you could learn so much from these kids that are doing so much because they've built a team of 3,000 people, 1,000 people, 500 people. They donate money to you. How do you do that? How do you harness that your team all love you in a space? And imagine doing that at any major organization around the world. You'd be of high value to that environment. I learned from every single environment I've been in, and jail was a, a great place to learn. It was taught me so much about life values, life lessons, the value of life, the value of time, the energy that you give to things, et cetera, et cetera. And but yeah, don't get caught up thinking, oh, I'm in a toxic world. Well, what's it teaching you right now? You've gone through a relationship breakup. What's the values behind that? You, your business has failed in your eyes. What's behind that? My question, my thing to you, your business didn't fail. You just learned to become more resilient and show back up again. Remember yin and yang, you can focus, oh, I'm shit, I'm no good at what I do. Or you can say, hey, what did I learn from it? How can I grow from it and not step back into the same shit girl that I don't want to be stepping back into? And that's a different conversation, a powerful one, a positive one, a happier one. Oh, wow. Who doesn't want that? I am beyond excited that you are finding value and inspiration here. Your support means everything to us. If you're watching this on YouTube, take a moment to click like, subscribe, or leave a thoughtful comment below. And if you're listening on our podcast platform, subscribe or leave a review, and it would mean so much to us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Unleash Thyself Today and TikTok at Unleash Thyself for daily insights and guidance on personal transformation. Your interaction helps others discover this content and fuels our mission to bring even more meaningful discussions your way. And on a personal note, I truly value and appreciate you and your thoughts. Now, let's dive back into this enriching exploration. There's so much more to uncover. Exactly. So powerful. And the example you gave of that couple that worked hard all their life Crazy. to enjoy retirement and then, you know, failed right to the last step despite doing everything right. I mean, it's a powerful testament to how society has groomed a lot of us to think that, yeah, you know, just work hard and you'll enjoy it later. Why not do both? Why not enjoy your life and work hard if you want, right? And like you said, if you follow your passion, you're not really working that hard anyway. I mean, it doesn't feel like work. I'm looking at myself and following my passion of speaking with amazing people like yourself, Jeff, mm-hmm. going on other shows, posting content on social media. That doesn't feel like work, despite the fact that, you know, it takes six, eight, 12 hours on some days. Did you learn, have you learned so much from the people on the podcast? Can I ask you? Oh my God, Jeff, I can't even tell you how much I've learned. It's like, I'll tell you my biggest aha moment, which is something that always still blows my mind. I was maybe 20 recordings in and I was telling my partner how amazing it is. And I came downstairs and I had this epiphany. I was like, even if no one listens to one second of the over conversation I'm having, the, the value I've gotten is worth every minute of time I put in, every dollar I put in, everything I put in it because I'm getting so much out of it. Man, honestly, uh, and I felt this, I felt myself listening to you and then the biggest smile come on my face. I say, if someone's watching this, go back to where he starts talking, watch my face. I literally smiled from the inside out and that's what, you know, it's like, as you said, 
even if no one watches it, you grow into a human being. And what the interactions of us with other human beings is just, I can't tell you, like the knowledge sharing, that compression of time, right? And it, like compression of time now or something like chat GPT and, and mm-hmm. AI is ridiculous. Like the amount of my, here's the thing. All of us are starting other than those in AI and so forth, but all of us just aren't in that sort of realm or field are starting and we're all starting with a huge potential to crush lives. I mean, you can write out, say, AI, write out a four-page website for me, code a four-page website for me around health and fitness, and it will spit that out and give you the code. You take that code, you go to another website, drop the code in, and that code builds the website like that. Within a day, you've got a website, chat GPT, write out my terms and conditions for a health and fitness business. Bang, you know, minutes later, you've got your terms and conditions based around what you, I paid like five grand for mine, right? Privacy policy, terms and conditions. You can get that for free. And it's, remember, it's grasping all that internet access and then spitting it out to yourself. We live in a day and age where the potential to do what you want as a passion could take off in two minutes. I'm not joking. By the end yeah. of Sunday, if you were in Canada, you could literally, if you went at it, and to do it, I'd grab something, show you this little bad boy, journals, cut the bullshit, cut your own bullshit, right? Grab it and just well, take two hours even. You say, oh, two hours, that's a lot of time. Two hours, write out what you want out of life. In all aspects, relationships, what do you want? Do you want kids? No, I don't want kids. I want to travel the world. So the relationship's more about yourself. So if you know, Constantine wants to have kids and I want to travel, who's right? Who's wrong? No one, right? I'm following my passion. He's following his passion. He wants 10 kids and a, a great American dream with the house and all of the above, right? The kids. I want to travel the world and see it and party in Brazil and, and all. Who's right? No one, right? But if you don't define it, how can you step into the GPS of life? Now, I'll give you the greatest example. Every single person, you jump in a car, you come to my house, you live on the other side of town. First time we, we, we've met somewhere else and yeah, come to my house, we're going to have a barbecue. 10 John Street in Canada, right? The first thing you do, seatbelt, turn the car on, and then you turn on a GPS, why do you turn on a GPS from one house to another? Because it's important to yourself. You said you'd be there at 10 o'clock. Cool. So why don't you do that with your life? Why don't you turn on the GPS to your life and have A to B, A's when you're born, B's when you die, and in between is intentions of, I want to travel to Brazil and party. He wants to have a kid with, you know, 10 kids with a beautiful person and, and build the house in the prairie. You're not going to do it by just hoping Today's strategy is hope, guys. And they're like, all right, so how do we do that? And say, all right, let's just all sit here and manifest in our heads. Yeah, mm, yeah, I want the house. Yeah, you can talk and positive self-talk's great, right? Don't get me wrong. But if there's no action behind that thought, nothing. You'll never cause the reaction you want in your life, your dream, right? That's the reality. Slowing it down, writing it out for two hours. Now you've got a structure, a roadmap to the gps of your life based around how you want to live it and no one's here to judge you i don't don't have energy to say hey constantine you what you're doing brother is wrong i I, if he would like my advice on a space and say hey jeff i see you're doing really well at business what's your advice on this 
I'll share that time, energy, and effort with that person. But if they don't, and I say, hey, you should be doing this, I'm consuming my time, energy, and effort in the space. I've got, a, I've got a thing now that I use, and it came from the last couple of years. I just go, it's not my business. And that means that your life or anybody else's life external, what I want from my GPS of life isn't my business, and I just focus. And people go, oh, is that being ignorant or arrogant? No, I'm just very intentional. And doesn't mean I still don't listen to you know, somebody else. I'm always listening, learning, growing, prospering. But I'm just not, if it's not within my intentions and it's a nightclub where you want to go and party all weekend, I would go on. if I was a partier, I'd go to Ibiza and be with Robin Schultz behind the DJ decks dancing, pumping the crowd up, right? Do it at its highest level. That would be my advice to anybody around any field that you're in so that your life is fulfilled based on how you see it or perceive it or want to be living it. Otherwise, then you can sit there in your own judgment about, I could get more out of my I'm not here to tell you how, how to live your life, and but I'm definitely here to bring awareness to it that you show up and live it on its greatest terms for you, by you. Designed by you. What an amazing message there, Jeff. I, I agree with you 100%. And it is about that, right? It's like when we stop trying to change everyone else and we just go inwards and, and work on ourselves to change, then everything changes. Because I've been there myself, Jeff. I was trying to change my partner, my family, my friends, and then I realized that really I had to change. If you be your best version of yourself, yeah, even with my partner, I, mean, she just, I, just, I tell her all the time. And even when she came into her, I say, you just be you. I love you for you and like bits and pieces we can share around elements of life. So let's say it's relationships where there's less stress and we both want that. She's got the knowledge, share it and we grow. Um, business, hey, what, what do you do there? I'd like to start a, a clothing line. Let's say she wanted to. Here's my first step or recommendation. And it's not a conflict thing. Oh, I'm better than you and you should be doing it this way. It's more, hey, here's who I am, here's who you are. Let's thrive as those people. Oh, I love you helping business. All right, let's work together. Walk side by side. And rather than saying, hey, I'm boss and what we do in this relationship, and that's what happens. You, you push them down so much, you crush their confidence. And, like, is that an environment anyone wants to be in? Just And that's on one level, confidence let alone the love, the affection, the intimacy that goes with the lack of confidence, that person's not going to want to connect. And that's yeah, you, that can be your workplace. That can be any place in, on this planet. When we treat one another at the highest regard, birds of a feather flock together. So if you're in business and you're talking business, more than likely you want to be talking business with someone. You're at the nightclub, and say, oh, how was this song? And you're dancing. More than likely, you don't want someone going, do you know how, how uh, what a SWOT analysis is uh, on the dance floor? And they're like, what? And they're like, SWOT analysis. And they're like, what the? And these songs pumping because it's a different environment, right? We want to make sure that we're in the right environments with the right people around our passion. And then you'll have those conversations that will help you thrive. And you know, as I said, once again, even if you're thriving and you choose then to Go behind the DJ booth with Robin Schultz every weekend, and that happens. And you're on a yacht, super yacht in Monaco because of those actions. That's what you wanted. Best of luck to you. I want you to live the greatest life you could ever live with memories filled in those spaces of your A to B. And the A to B, as I said, is when you're born and when you die, and make it magical. Make it memorable. Yeah. Don't waste twenty years like I did. <laughs> oh, actually, I'll rephrase that. I'll reframe that sentence. Don't 
take 20 years to learn what I did, do it in 20 days, do it in you know, two years and flip yourself. You're worth it. Trust me, life's worth it. Wow. What a beautiful message there, Jeff. I agree 100% again. Like you're dropping bombs left and right there and it's like truth bombs, I like to call them. And it's beautiful to see. And it's a testament to how far you've come, the people you've helped. Like you said, you're close to a million people touched through your programs in just four years. Absolutely. Someone that's, you know, raised, you essentially left home at 12, spent time on the street, you're in jail for so long, you're a criminal for so long, and yet you're doing all of this amazing stuff. So like you said, reminding the audience, if Jeff can do it, Absolutely. If I can do what I'm doing now, you can do whatever it is that you want to do in life. Don't get caught up judging yourself in that journey too because once you become, when you're unconscious, what you won't realize, when you become conscious, you're like, oh, this is what I've heard many a times from people. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm no good. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I've been this shit to myself for so long. They'll focus on what? The negative. Just say, I'm so glad that I became awake to what I want out of my life and flip that whole conversation. And I'm committed to being starting in the basement and I'm going to learn one habit at a time relentlessly. And what I do with the one habit is an example, put that one habit into your weekly planner and it might be around health, right? There's seven elements that we dealt with these 800,000 people, but say it was your health. You put it into this space and say, I'm going to go to the gym every single day and if I can't get to the gym I'm going to do it at home I can't afford the adjustable weights now I'm doing body weight sessions at home and I'm going to do five minutes a day and one lap around my local block when I used to as a trainer I used to deal with the biggest bloke was 280 kilos he lost 180 kilos with me his mother his own mother didn't even recognize him by the end she lived in Tasmania which she fly across to got there she was like oh that looks like my son doesn't that look to the to her daughter? And she said, "Yeah, it looks like it. You know, it looks like him." Because I had he didn't tell him that he was losing this weight. Anyway, long story short, they get there, they cry together, and the whole point to this conversation is the efforts behind something, starting in a space, one habit at a time, and yeah, I'd say walk around the block, one one lap around this block. And what do you reckon he'd do by the end of that week? The first week I had him, I said, "Just do one lap around the block. That's all I want you to do." right? Actually, I lie. Walk out to the footpath, touch the footpath and come back. Yep, sweet. The second week or whenever it was, it might have been a couple of weeks. So I said, just keep doing that. And if people don't understand what I'm getting him to do right now, then this is where you're unconscious, right? So I say to him at one point in time, how are you feeling? Do you reckon you can go around the block? He goes, yeah, I reckon I could do it. I said, right, do one lap around the block every single day for the next week. When he came back in, what do you reckon he said to me? I'll ask you, what do you reckon he said to me? That he can do more? He said, I walked around the block three times, five times, and so forth, right? The whole principle behind that wasn't the distance he walked. No one cares about the distance. It was the habit. So when you create a habit through micro steps, like I said before, one page at a time with the book, one lap around the block, now you know you can do it. And if you can do it once, you can replicate or duplicate that a hundred times, a thousand times. And the same principle, if you can make money one way, then you can duplicate it 10 times or 100x. And it, all it comes down to is what value that you put into a space. For him, he said, I can do this and I'm going to do three laps. And he, you know what he said to me? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have done that, eh? So that was right. Yeah, his perception was shit. I broke the rules or so. I don't know. Like, but the mentality is 
shit, I, I, you only told me to do one. I've done three. I think I've gone out of whack. It was just me getting him to do the habit. Long fast forward, just 14 months he lost that weight him. Unbelievable story. I'll share that picture if you want. He's, I'm happy to share that with people so they get context to how big he was. And people used to say, did he take something? Or something? He took nothing. He was, mate, he come up really well, did a lot of weights in the background but and ate well. But one habit at a time. Work, he worked at a pizza shop, actually, enough. Yeah, serving pizzas, but he stopped eating pizzas, obviously. But then he got to a position, long story short, the power of one habit, right, one choice, one second, one moment, one thing within your life. That one lap around the block became four Ks to the gym, four Ks back to his house, four Ks to work, four Ks back. He walked out every single second day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we trained. And every other day he just walked from his house to work and then back home, which was eight Ks total. But on the other days, he's walking like 16 Ks Monday, Wednesday, Friday, plus the weight sessions. Unbelievable well transformation and the power of one habit and not getting caught up or beat up. Imagine what his thought processes were. When you see the photo, have a look. You know, I'm not good. I'm, I'm big or whatever he's thinking, right? I'm not going to go down that path. Of, but you get the concept of his thoughts, no doubt, were beaten up on him. And he lets me share this story. Medication on medication. I can't walk. I can't do that. There's no way my back's this, my knees, that. All of these things. And the power of that one habit shifted him into a better quality of life, a better human being for him, not based on what I want you to do, mate. He was feeling a particular way, and that's what we can do. We can just not say, all right, I'm, yeah, shame ourselves, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm no good, I'm, I can't do that. You'll never, I shouldn't say this, but you, when we accept that sometimes we're not going to be the best person, the smartest, fittest, strongest, wisest richest person in the room then we can accept that we're just going to get the best version of ourselves, and that best version starts with one lap around the block and when i say one lap around the block one action i grabbed this book just said two hours worth of what i want out of life i'm doing that because that's what i feel like i could do i'm going to write out oh you know i want 10 kids i want to travel to this place that this and yeah this and the other and now you've got some direction towards the intentions of the a to b of life and I promise you, it'll start to take place. And just don't beat up on, I'm not good as Tony Robbins. I don't have as much money as him. Then I'd never take the actions of creating the reactions that I want. I've changed, well, you know, I've given people the opportunity, 800,000 people to change their lives, right, over the last four years. That's a powerful journey. And, you know, do I get everybody? Hell no. Even if I got 10,000 of those people, that's 10,000 people lives that I've enhanced towards their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, less stress, more happiness. So, yeah, the list would go on and on. What's that worth and what value is that? So just you know, be committed to the journey of a better you and better you starts with you defining that from the get-go, one habit at a time. Wow, Jeff, that's a powerful message to leave the audience with that. Thank you so much for explaining that, the example and beautiful reminder. So where can people find out more about you and everything that you do, your courses, anything else? jeffreymorgan.com.au, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. And by all means, just have a look. You'll find my bad head on the internet. There's a lot of articles here in Australia, news articles. And the news articles, you read notorious bank robbers, that sort of stuff, right? I'm comfortable with who I used to be at Chapter 5 and the lessons I've learned to grow and prosper at Chapter 55. 
and the lessons of life that have made me step into the life I've spoken about today throughout this podcast. If I'm, you know, the criminal notorious bank robber that sits in front of yourself and is hired by billion-dollar organisations to create better outcomes, then what's your reason as to not step into, stepping into your power around who you are? Because every one of us has got a, you know, a story, some magic, share it to the world man and it's the right people will step into that space and say hey we value and we'd love to have you in our space and some people go from a corporate world into helping kids yeah at risk but they're more fulfilled within their life if that's yeah if that's what you want to do my advice to yourself is don't live a life of regret live it on your terms based around every single actions cause the reactions you want in your life you're worth it the world is a magical place and we should cherish these moments we get because I can guarantee if I you know, ask my brother or sister, do you want to come sit back down here and have another opportunity at life and tell me your goals, dreams, aspirations before you come, they tell me and say, every day if I bring you back, you have to live within that space and one action, one habit at a time towards the direction of that space you want to head into around your happiness, perception of fulfillment and contentment, I can guarantee they'd say yes, man. Every single person would say, let's make the most of those 86,400 seconds because we got that one in whatever trillion chance to get on this planet. Let's use that time well based around what we love doing and, and let's make sure that people on the other side see that value of the brightness that you have within inside yourself. Light up that lamp of your soul and make it shine to the world because you're worth it. Uh, such a beautiful message, Jeff. Thank you so much. I learned so much myself and you've challenged all my beliefs and it's so beautiful to see and you touched on the 86,000 seconds and I'll, I'll land on my part at least. Those seconds will pass with or without you, with or without you taking that step towards a better you. And that's what I realized a while back when I was starting my journey. It's like tomorrow will come with me taking a step towards the person I want to be or not. It's my choice if I want to do that. Absolutely. Be committed to that journey. You're worth it, man. I, I promise you from the bottom of my heart, it takes time. Everything takes time, but I'd rather spend my time in a space that I'm enjoying life, smiling from the inside out, than looking at everybody else frowning, wishing I had more in myself. And the only one that's going to show up to this life is you. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you with us. Champion, thanks for your time, energy and effort. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for joining us on this exploration of personal transformation. Your presence and engagement are at the heart of what we do, and I sincerely appreciate you, your time and thirst for knowledge, inspiration, and empowerment. Please consider showing your support by hitting like, subscribe, leaving a comment, or writing a review. Your engagement not only fuels our mission, but also helps others discover these insights. For more daily guidance on personal transformation across the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical realms, be sure to visit our website at UnleashThyself.com. You can also find us on Instagram at UnleashThyselfToday, TikTok and YouTube at UnleashThyself, and there we post daily content designed to inspire and empower you on your journey. If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or feedback, I truly value your input. Or if you'd like to have a conversation with me, or work with me, please feel free to email me directly at constantine at unleashthyself.com. I would love to hear from you. Together, we're building a community united in authenticity and purpose. Once again, 
Thank you for being a part of this movement. Until next time, continue to embrace your true self and live a life on purpose, with purpose. See you in the next episode.